You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Good evening, everyone watching live and on replay. Welcome to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports, an association locally in the capital region with Godzilla Media. To my right, right? I can yeah, there things. it is. <laughs> <laughs> to my right is my co-host, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, to those of you who are watching live, you can see the uh, evolution of my studio setup in real time today we have a new camera i'm working out the kinks i need a ring light because i look like i'm coming from a bunker i'm in a great <laughs> mood i'm ready to talk sports ready to jump in how about you how are you tonight i'm doing all right you know, it's been a uh kind of you know, it's been a couple of days since i've had to di- digest unfortunately some uh events from this weekend when regards to uh football but we'll cross that bridge when we get there but in the meantime yeah. just want to remind everybody about our social media channels which are right down here on the visual side twitter instagram and tiktok at no creds req facebook.com forward slash no creds req if you're watching on youtube give it a thumbs up and also leave your algorithmic engagement content we want your aecs engage with us in the chat if you're watching on youtube or if you're watching on twitter leave a comment and if it's sufficiently awesome um well we'll we'll uh we'll interact with you if it's something stupid or bigoted we won't read it <laughs> yeah we're not going to give you air time but i will no. encourage people to uh engage with us please because at the very least i want to hear more of that chime Asking you shall receive, my friend. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> don't mind our foolishness. If you're listening on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast. Our home base is Spreaker. We can also listen on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, basically wherever you podcast. Subscribe, listen to the show, tell a friend, tell an enemy. The more The more <laughs> listeners, the better. Tell someone you just met on the street. Exactly. So say, hey, I'm listening to this great podcast. It's called No Credentials Required. It's locally based. You should listen too. Yeah. Bring people from Schenectady and Saratoga together all over the capital region. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and also, if you're on any of the podcast platforms oh, like, where you could leave a rating, do a five-star review. Five stars is always preferred. That way, these podcast platforms know that this is an awesome podcast and sufficiently if you leave a review i might even read it on the air whether it be on the podcast platform or even a youtube comment after the show or on twitter uh, after after this uh, recording i might even read it on the air so again we welcome all of your Algorithmic engagement contents again. Dustin just wants to hear that chime. He wants Love to hear that, that heart. chime. Come on, everybody. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're primarily going to talk about our NFL week three reactions. And this was another busy week in NFL football, kind of unpredictable in terms of a lot of you know, some some games where you, you kind of knew what was going to happen. Some games you were pretty you were pretty surprised at yeah uh, so we're gonna start with on that on that part in terms of the biggest upset we're gonna go to our biggest upset and dustin i want to hear let me give me your biggest upset of this week from week three of the nfl my biggest upset for me and uh there were a couple games that were good candidates but my biggest upstate upset for me has to be the colts over the chiefs i was not expecting that especially after the way the colts have looked to open the season they've looked absolutely terrible um matt ryan as we've discussed previously he looks like he might be washed and um i just was not expecting the Colts to come out and play the Chiefs the way they did. Although it, if you look back at the last few matchups, it seems that for some reason the Colts do seem to, I don't know if they scheme well against the Chiefs. I don't know what happens, but it just seems like they always play the Chiefs well the last few years. But I still was not expecting it. And um, I know I saw the little bit of the confrontation that Patrick Mahomes had with Eric Bieniemy on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the games, Mahomes said, hey, it was nothing. I just wanted to go in and score, see if we could score some more points before the half. They were content to take the take, just take it into halftime with the lead. He said that yeah. probably was the best decision, but he said, I'm a fiery competitor. But the way that confrontation went, I think there was probably more to it than that. Oh, absolutely, and we'll and we'll address that in, an, in another segment about uh, Bienemy and uh, his. He's been he's been talked about as being a, a coaching candidate for head coaching jobs around the NFL, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more in another segment. But uh, for me, the biggest upset was the Miami Dolphins beating the Buffalo Bills. I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to have their way with them with the with the Miami Dolphins, uh, but don't don't. 
chew that. Sorry, my cat is uh, <laughs> Tiger Long's back. He always Don't makes his appearance on the show. No we love him. Chewing. No, thank you. <laughs> so my my biggest upset was the Dolphins over the Bills. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was hot, as your sister would say, hot as effing balls oh, at, yeah. <laughs> at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami because apparently the 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 temperature. Uh, it was 90 degrees. It felt like 99. <laughs> there's tag along. There he hi, is. He's saying hi, everybody. He's taking over the frame. He is. He is, but not for long. Go in your tower, buddy. There we go. Okay. But it felt like 99, and it probably felt even hotter on that field. And the way that the at Hard Rock Stadium is designed, I'm pretty sure Don Shula is laughing from his uh, – his pedestal in hell somewhere uh, <laughs> is that they have the field design where they have the covering over the Miami dolphins for the entire game. Mm-hmm. And the sunshine is on the other side of the field. So the visitors get the, they get the sun while the yeah. dolphins get the shade. They and get exposed I, I, to the elements games uh-huh. uh, during <laughs> yeah. one o'clock games. So, um, you know, Don Shula, I, as, as far as I go, he was, he was, uh, he was a master manipulator when it came to the Orange Bowl and Joe Robbie Stadium back in the day. Um, I'm pretty sure he has to have he has a hand in that beyond the grave. This was one of those games, <laughs> but like Buffalo, they try they left ten points off the on the field, yeah, in the third and fourth quarters where they could have taken control of the game, but they couldn't execute. Uh, whether it be on the special teams or whether it be uh, uh, their offense, and I don't know if you saw the final stat for for uh, for Josh Allen, he had 63 passing attempts in this game. Yeah, it was a lot. And uh, I can't remember. Didn't he have something like he had a lot of yards as well? He had I I can't remember the exact number, but I will say what I was surprised about um, overall is is the Dolphins defense was able to get to him a few times. I think they I think they recorded three sacks in the first half. Um, other people may, other people's may say, I know, uh, some people I work with are big Buffalo fans and, uh, they were bemoaning about how they were missing starters, uh, on defense. But I thought, I thought this game overall would have been more high scoring, especially with the way both teams have played in the first few weeks. Both of them looked a little bit off their game. And the thing that I noticed, uh, the most was, the Dolphins got a few really long uh, bombs, most notably to Jalen Waddle, and I think yep. maybe Buffalo has a potential weakness in the secondary uh, regarding depth because I think that's where a couple of their starters were out. Yeah, Micah um, Hyde's out for the year with a neck injury, so he sustained in Monday nights in the previous Monday's game. So oh, I did not realize year. he was out for the year. That's that's so, gonna be a blow. Yeah, this was announced on Saturday, I believe. So oh, here's okay. here's Josh Allen's final stats: forty-two of sixty-three, four hundred yards, two touchdowns passing. Also ran eight times for forty-seven yards. He was the Bills' leading rusher that day. He was also sacked four times. Okay. So he they they did Dolphins did get to him, but from the team's from the from the overall stats, uh it looks and it looks like uh 
I believe Buffalo had the ball longer. Yeah, time of possession. Yes. This is a time of possession. This was crazy. 40 minutes, 40 seconds for Buffalo. And they could only generate 19 points. Yeah. And the Dolphins, what did they have? Like, well, technically <laughs> 17 but with that butt punt. That was the extra two. <laughs> yeah. But it was unbelievable. And you could kind of flip it and say that you're shocked that the Dolphins were able to score as much as they did with the time of possession being that out of whack because clearly the dolphins had the ball for much less time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it looked like it, it looked very reminiscent of giants bills in super bowl 25 and the giants had the ball for almost 40 minutes of that game. So this was, but it was an upset. I mean, good on the dolphins for mm-hmm. taking it to the bills, even though they didn't have the ball that much, but you know, I gotta give credit where credit's due. The Dolphins are uh, were the superior team that day. I don't know if they're yeah. the superior team in that division. Time no, will tell. I don't, I don't believe so. I, I think Buffalo will rebound. I think this was just you, you know the Dolphins are the Dolphins are the real deal, and I I think they I think they have now. We'll see if uh, Tua plays Thursday night. I don't think he's going to. I, yeah, that very uh, that injury, the uh, back injury. Yeah, <laughs> he suffered in the first half. That wasn't a back injury. That was a, he was definitely yeah. concussed. It didn't look like it to me. He was wobbly legged and everything. But yeah. but I heard on I heard I believe I was listening to the Fantasy Focus Football podcast today, and Stefania Bell was claiming that the team is saying that the limbs moving and everything was related to spasm induced you know things we'll see i mean i don't understand how he couldn't be in the concussion protocol based on my eye uh i'll be interested to see if the nfl does in fact investigate this Hmm. um so but either way i don't think he's playing thursday i i just don't think if, if it was a sunday game maybe but thursday i don't think he plays Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're playing the Bengals, so the Bengals had their uh, way with my New York Jets. We'll uh, we'll touch on that in our biggest disappointment segment. And, yeah, um, I'm going on another rant here. Uh, my New York Jets were obviously a disappointment, and I had written two glorious pieces on bellyupsports.com. Uh, they, aged, they aged like bad cheese because they made me look absolutely stupid. I thought their offense was starting to get going. It did not. They only they didn't score any touchdowns. They had four field goals. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm I picked up Greg Zerline in one of my fantasy football leagues. Uh, Greg, uh, I'm trying leg. to pick him up. <laughs> trying to pick him, trying to pick him up. Hey, Greg the legs back. You know, we, we Jets fans give him a lot of crap for missing an extra point and missing a long field goal in week one. He's recovered beautifully since then. So that's the bright spot in this on this team for the entire day. Uh, plus the rookies, uh, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner, who got in cha- uh, in uh, Jamar Chase's head. He was in his head all day long. However, my bone to pick is with Robert Sala and that defense. This defense can't generate pressure pressure for some reason. They, I don't think they blitzed Joe Burrow more than three or four times this game. They haven't. They don't blitz the quarterback at all. They didn't do that the last the first two weeks, and they and that trend continued in this game. Uh, plus, you have a thirty-eight and a half year old Joe Flacco. I don't know if it's at his age or not, but you got 
a 30-something, you know, a, a guy who is clearly not in the prime of his career, who's way past his prime. He's a backup quarterback for a reason. Yeah, They didn't start Mike White in the second half, which was shocking because of the way they could not generate any offense. And they were only down 20 to 9 at the half. But they're not taking yeah. chances down the field. Uh, or if you do, it's completely misfiring. And you're getting eaten up, so to speak, by the Bengals' defensive line, who have played pretty well the first two weeks. Even even those losses, they still played pretty well. But now, oh, oh now they're your offensive. Now the injuries are starting to mount up too. George Fant, he's on the IR for four games, so yeah. they picked up two offensive linemen. There's rumors of Elijah Vera Tucker moving from right guard to left tackle to on for for Sunday's game against the Steelers, but. DJ Reed said it best on Saturday, Sunday after the game, where he's basically said, yeah, it's on all of us. It's all of us as players. It's all of us on the coaching staff. Quinn Williams got into it on the sideline with his defensive line coach. And what, you know what happened after that? They allowed, they didn't allow another touchdown after that point, after that point. And then we're still down 27 to nine. So again, my biggest disappointment, you, cause you made me look stupid writing those articles, those very, uh, those praising articles about the defense and how the, Defensive line could have eaten Joe Burrow alive, eaten his eaten his lunch uh, in front of him uh, by generating pressure, and they couldn't even do that. So that, that's they're my biggest disappointment. The minute look stupid. They my and my articles aged like bad like bad cheese. And yeah, that's uh, that's that gonna happen though. Look stupid. <laughs> that's, that's gonna happen whenever you whenever you whenever you decide to take a stance like you did and go out and uh, you know make a prediction you're either going to look great or you're going to look bad. That's, that's the nature of the business. But I, uh, I think you better watch it though. Cause you might be on Robert Sala's receipt list. You don't want to be, you don't want to be on that. You- I, I, I don't <laughs> care. He says, he says we got to win a hell of a lot more games to, for me to collect receipts. So yeah. do it. Yeah. So win those games. Yeah. Go out there. And, and this was <sighs> a, this was the classic get right game for the Bengals. You know, they, they were an ailing squad and, it seems that they were able to turn it around, although I don't know if I believe it. I think it's just one week. And um, is Zach Wilson supposed to be in for possibly this coming week? If he's cleared within the next 24 to 36 hours, he will start against Pittsburgh on Sunday. And without a moment too soon, because I am tired of seeing Joe Flacco's old behind. And yes, I realize I'm older than him, but for NFL in NFL terms, he's old. Yes. And... Yes, he had he had his time. You know, we all remember the the Baltimore and uh, San Francisco Super Bowl, the Harbaugh Bowl, but that was many many moons ago. Yep. And uh, I I was shocked that they that they still had him on the roster. You know, like I I I thought that maybe they'd go. And I don't know much about Mike White, but in my opinion, you may as well put him in there, especially in a yep. game like that. And see what you've got. Yeah. The fact that he's more mobile than Joe Flacco probably has a better arm too. And he probably would have found the receivers that Joe Flacco refused to find uh, on Sunday. Plus veteran plus veterans like John Franklin Myers and, and Corey Davis have those dumb penalties. The rough in the pass or the personal foul that just set the jets back further. Uh, well, well, I'm going to end that rant. Dustin, what about <laughs> you? Who is your biggest disappointment? This past week in the NFL week in NFL week three. 
My biggest disappointment is it's going to kind of dovetail with what I what would like to get into later in the show, but mm-hmm. I would say I would say my biggest disappointment was the Seahawks, but I will say there's a new freedom in not not expecting your team to do anything. They didn't <laughs> they didn't disappoint me because I I was confident that we were going to find a way to lose that game against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. If we have time, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But my biggest disappointment was the L.A. Chargers. Um, you know, Jacksonville Jacksonville is definitely a different team this year, but I still... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I felt like if, and I realized that Justin Herbert's in pain, his ribs are going to be an issue, it seems like, for a while now. But in my eyes, the Chargers underperformed in that game. Austin Eckler, they barely, they barely even went to him. I, his, he just hasn't been the player that he's been to start the season, and they, they need him. Uh, Keenan Allen, he was out, but, um, you you expected Mike Williams to step up. He kind of he kind of ebbs and flows. He has these highs and then he has these low games. It it just seems like the Chargers couldn't click on all cylinders. And uh, Justin Herbert, he's clearly not a hundred percent, but I still thought they were going to find a way to pull this game out. And part of the reason they're my biggest disappointment is they are in a division where. You got you got the Chiefs, and then they were widely considered one of the favorites in the division. And if you if you don't want the Chiefs to run away with this thing, you you got to start trying to find a way to win some games and use Austin Eckler because um, it just seemed like, to my mind, he's a great he's a great pass catcher. He's a great running back. Use him in the checkdown. Don't have Justin Herbert throwing these bombs out there when his ribs are when his ribs are bothering him, he, he looked yeah. off. They looked out of sync. It just, you've got a great defense too, but it didn't seem, I, I didn't watch the game in detail. I was watching red zone, but it didn't seem like the, the defense was able to create enough turnovers uh, on Trevor Lawrence and the, and the Jags to uh, the, the Jags really surprised me this game. Yeah. And they're surprising a lot of people this week. Uh, the chart this AFC West and uh shout out to my guys Levac and guys they talked about it earlier on their show uh and I know they're watching right now so uh because Jeff Levac needs to know where I am at all times so he <laughs> hey, I uh, just let him know I'm in. I'm home I'm home I'm home uh, Levac so but thanks for tuning in I do appreciate it <laughs> but we talked they talked about how the AFC West and it, and it, it reminded me of that meme of the Shiba Inu with the giant muscles like. AFC West uh, during the off season with all these pickups and oh, has yeah. and the right side it has the Shiba Inu cowering in the corner that says AFC West currently yeah so that would remind me of but the Chargers they got a lot of injuries uh, Jalen Guyton 
torn ACL. He's he's uh, he's done for the year. Joey Bosa, he's going to be sidelined for a couple of weeks because of a groin injury. Uh, from what uh, Brandon Staley says, he has a significant groin injury, and their left or the right tackle, the right tackle uh, Slater, he's done for the year with a torn bicep. So they're and they got some injury. I mean, Keenan Allen's been yeah. out for the last couple of weeks, but who? Who my Keenan Allen, who I keep drafting in fantasy football, but he put the only uh only fantasy football lineup he's worthy of right now is the uh, all injured list. Uh, he's uh <laughs> he, he's questionable for the game on Sunday, but he's supposed to be coming back. So Rayshon Slater, he's out for the year with a ruptured bicep. Um, yeah, it's a it's a laundry list of injuries for uh, the Los Angeles Chargers right now. So they, if they want to if they want to sniff the wild card or even sniff the division or even the wild card for that matter, uh, one of three spots they gotta they gotta get yeah. their act together pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, they do, and um, I have no doubt that noted Chargers fan uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is watching. Um, so shout <laughs> out <charges>. to you, <laughs> shout out to you, former governor. The governor. He's, he's, he's probably very worried about his quarterback right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I would be too. All right. Most entertaining game of the week. Dustin, who is your most um, um, yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna be unanimous on this on this uh pick, but what was your most entertaining game? Well, to you, what was the most entertaining game of the week? I gotta go with the Bills Dolphins. Um, we've already we've already talked a bit about this game, but this this game, even though it didn't live up to the quote unquote offensive showdown that we all thought this was gonna be, or at least I thought it was gonna be, I'll out myself. Um, it was still a great game. You had you had the intrigue of to his injury. Is he is he concussed? Is he not? What how is he back in the game? Mm-hmm. Um and and you had a couple missed field goals. There were there were some there were some things going on. And then the reason it makes my list honestly is because the end of the game, where you're thinking, okay, maybe the Bills can pull this out. They're running up to the line. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm screaming. My brother-in-law's over. We're watching the games. I'm saying, clock it, clock it, clock it. The time runs out, and then we get that magical glimpse. Of Ken Dorsey, the oh. offensive coordinator, just really going to town. I get oh, it. I like to gosh. see that. I like to see that from my coordinators or my coaches, though. It shows that they are engaged. They still have that competitive fire. But the best part for me was when somebody realized, oh, this is on camera, and they just quickly covered it up. Cover it up. It was, cover it up. It was absolute meltdown it was the cherry on top for that game which i think was a a decent game because you just wondered who was gonna fold first you know no team was really taking that game by the jugular and seizing the opportunity but um yeah it was it was quite a game yeah i i agree you know we're definitely agreement here the most entertaining game being the uh buffalo miami game uh that ending, that that very reminiscent ending of the Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers classic playoff game from last year, uh, where the referee didn't get the ball, or the ball didn't get lined up in time for the Bills front of the play. And then you got you see that uh, you see Ken Dorsey go absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely crazy go nuts on yeah. his his uh, his 
equipment, his uh, his paper, his his papers, his uh, his tablet, everything and everything he could have found in a six inch six inches in front of him. Whatever he could find, he was smashing it. But you know, the one per, the one I think I think I think we may have touched on it before uh, in our biggest upset segment where I talked about the, the Dolphins. I got handed to the defense of the Miami Dolphins. Yes, for as long as they were on the field. They play exceptionally well. You, you, there. Are, it's it's a rarity. It's a rarity in the NFL these days to be on the field for forty minutes and still win a game. That yeah. defense was on the field for a very, very long time in those conditions, where it's ninety degrees plus. It's a hundred, probably a hundred degrees in the field. You're sweating like crazy. You're all you're cramping up. You're some guys are probably tossing their cookies on the sideline. Got get IVs, but full credit to them. They had yeah. a monster game, and full credit to them for showing up and doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, they all got rewarded with steaks from Shula's Steakhouse. You know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, they are they are also they are also a surprise team. What I've enjoyed most of all about the NFL season so far, this, this young season is probably there are a few teams that are doing well that I don't think people expected to do well. It's some new, right. Some new names at the top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always, it's always entertaining to see the league kind of flip like that. Yep, definitely. It shows that there's some, there is some parody that they, uh, the league has it's still in the it's still it's still there oh however for some teams more than others but well uh we've already addressed that uh <laughs> hottest individual ta- oh wait most impressive performance uh dustin who is the most impressive performance in your mind from week three? Oh, for me it's got to be one man this guy's a one-man wrecking crew this year and i know some of you listeners that listen every week or tune in every week, you're probably going to say this dude picks a quarterback every single week. I didn't. I picked Saquon, I think, after week one. But yep. it, it it is a quarterback-driven league. They are the most visible. And with that, my pick is not changing. It's Lamar Jackson. He was unbelievable. He had, I believe, 217 yards. He had four passing TDs, 107 yards on the ground, and another rushing TD. And uh, he's he's trying to prove to everybody why he was an MVP finalist, or he might have been the MVP in 2019. I can't remember if he was, but he has he has come to play, and uh, he just blew me away this this week because he doesn't. I think he has ten touchdowns on the year, and he shows no signs of slowing down. Yeah, you were right. He was most viable player in 2019. So you were correct on that. Yeah. Impressive game from Lamar Jackson over 300 total yards, 218 yards passing 107 yards on the ground, uh, four touchdowns passing one interception and one passing touchdown. Uh, For me, the most impressive, the most memorable performance for me was Matt Ryan. And the reason why I say that is because the first two weeks of the season for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, not impressive. Yeah. Not impressive. This to was a team that least. was supposed to uh that was supposed to be I guess you could say many could say I wouldn't say run away with the AFC South, but they were supposed to be the uh they were supposed to be in contention for that division. 
Yeah, they were and supposed to be the class. We predicted them both to we he, we both predicted them to be the, atop the division easily. Yeah, and for for the first week, they had to rally down from a twenty to three deficit. They were skunked by the Jacksonville Jaguars in week two, and this week they come out against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are heavily favored, and they not only hung with them for the entire game, but they come they came back in the last couple of minutes. And wound up scoring the last touchdown of the game, and they sealed the they they sealed the game with an interception by their by their secondary. Uh, but Matt Ryan, he he's some say he might be past his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely in his prime, but he might be in the later stages of his prime. Uh, two hundred twenty-two yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. That was the big uh, that was the big thing. He had no yeah. turnovers in this game. But yeah, they had the touchdown to Jelani, Jelani Woods with 24 seconds left. And he, I think, I think this is 20, he said his 28th fourth quarter comeback uh, wow. from uh, in his career. So Matty Ice doing the job uh, when the Colts needed him to get the, get the job and they needed a win. They were desperate for a win to stay in, stay alive in that division. Uh, they're still in contention with a one, one, and one record. They're, uh, I guess, they're half. You could say they're a half game behind Jacksonville for first place. So that was my most impressive performance of the week. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, are the Colts back? That's a, that remains to be seen. Next week they have uh, the tight. They have their first. Uh, actually, their their third divisional game already. Uh, they're pl- they're at the Titans at home. So. Um, that's going to be a very entertaining game and Titans got back on the winning side as well. They had a, the big win over the Raiders mm-hmm. uh, at home. So that division is going to be very interesting to see now that that's now we saw it's a three team race yeah, in the yeah. South AFC South. So, uh, so that, that was my most impressive performance, Matt Ryan. Now we're going to move on to our hottest individual takes of the week uh, from week three. For me, there's a reason for me and it's for for me. It's, the, it's that there's a reason why Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is not an NFL head coach at the time. At this at this time, uh, we talked. We touched on it earlier when at the half of the Chiefs Colts game, there was that miscommunication between he and Patrick Mahomes, star quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and where Mahomes wanted to go for. He wanted to keep. The, he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to see if they can get the Chiefs within field goal range. Or at least try to get a score to go up, go up in their game against Indianapolis. Uh, but Eric Bieniemy said, "Nope, nope, we're cool, we're cool." You, you can see, and if you watch NFL Red Zone, or if you, or if you're you're in the Indianapolis or Kansas City area, you're watching or listening. Uh, you could see on Eric, you could see Eric Bieniemy's lips. You could lip read, "Yeah, we're we're cool, we're cool, we're cool." And as soon as the half is over, you see them jawing, you see them jawing back and forth on the sidelines. And Mahomes, and as Dustin alluded uh, a few a little bit earlier, uh, Mahomes kind of pushed. He, he kind of brushed it off, saying, "No, mm-hmm. no, we're both competitors. We're it's, everything's fine. You know, we're we're good to go." But there's a reason. I think part of that is the reason why Eric Bieniemy's not a head coach. He's and and, and what's funny is that she, uh, Lashawn McCoy uh, during I think I think either during the game or. Um, or during uh, yeah, sometime during the game, uh, LaShawn McCoy said something to the effect of uh, in a tweet saying that uh, yeah, um, 
Eric Bieniemy is not a great coach. Uh, he's he's just a, he's just a signal caller. I'm not, I'm gonna try to find the tweet right now. Um, oh, okay. While we talk, but it's uh, yeah. So uh, there's a reason. I don't that that might be the reason why. Um, Bieniemy yeah. is not head coach. You just seem you just get, getting into it with his two with his best quarterback, his his best player and. Yeah, I mean, I will say anytime, anytime that your head coach has to come over and separate the two of you, there's definitely more than smoke there. There's a little fire, you know, there's a little fire. So maybe this has been, who knows, it could just be the the heat of the moment during the game. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, the chiefs kind of felt it getting away from them a little bit. So Mahomes says, Hey, let's, let's try to get a lead on these guys. Let's try to get as many points as possible. Cause maybe he had a feeling for the game that it was going to come down that maybe they weren't going to come out on top, but, um, yeah, I, you have to wonder. And also LaShawn McCoy, he doesn't, since he's not, he's not in the NFL anymore. He he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to censor his takes, you know? So he, and he was, he was in Kansas city and he also played under Andy Reid in in Philadelphia. If, Mm -hmm. if memory serves. So he's got a lot of experience with coach Reid and also from his time on the, on the chiefs, he played under Eric, the enemy. So who knows, maybe, maybe Eric, the enemy, he's considered up and coming, talent in the NFL. A lot of people have said, oh, he's going to be a head coach in this league one day. But you have to wonder, maybe he'll be like the classic example is Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips is an amazing defensive coordinator, but anytime he's gotten an opportunity to be a head coach, hasn't really gone as well as people would have hoped. Um, He's had his moments. I think he had a decent run with Dallas at some point, but he never... He never was able to take his teams over the hump, but then he goes back and gets hired as a D coordinator and his defenses are amazing again. So, yeah. you know, so, maybe it's one of those. Yeah. So this is actually, he, he chimed in on, it was, it was on Instagram and this is what he said. And I'm quoting, he says, all BNME knows, all BNME does is argue with the players knows. And he puts in caps, knows nothing about passing or play calling. Wow. He said that wow. in caps and yeah, wow. he, it, it may be true. I mean, he would. You see that right there on national TV. They're arguing. He, he and Mahomes are arguing about what they're doing in the second half, or the first, at the end of the first half. And apparently, Andy Reid does not did not take uh, did not take too kindly to the comment that uh, uh, that LeSean McCoy said on social media. But yeah, he's. I don't know, he could be right. To, yeah, maybe. And and the thing is. Uh, Andy Reid's got to stick up for his for his coordinator. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't throw him under the bus like that. So uh, it may not necessarily be that he thinks that Lashawn McCoy is that wrong, but he could never say that. He has to come to his defense. So yeah. Now, for you, Dustin, what was your uh, hottest individual take of the week? Well, my hottest individual take is kind of just the impact of coaching competent coaching i i would say can have on the development of a young player or any player you know in in baseball it used to be that the the um lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. The Pittsburgh Pirates used to, the, for a couple of years, they were known for taking picture, pictures and developing them. And, uh, and San Francisco seems to be the latest like reclamation project in baseball that Kevin Gosman signed there. They fixed his mechanics, and now he's dominating with the Toronto Blue Jays after years of struggling, I believe, with the Orioles. But I want to talk about my football equivalent of this, and that is with the development of Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. I mean, look at the difference between Trevor Lawrence this year as opposed to last year under Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's team was an absolute joke. It was it was a dumpster fire. Trevor Lawrence looked out of sorts, but in his defense, how could have as more and more came out about the Urban Meyer uh, story, how could anybody have played well under those conditions? It sounds like absolute, just just a garbage take. And Urban Meyer, like I said, absolute joke of a human. I'm not going to get into the reasons why I think so. But the job that Doug Peterson has done, just to come in and kind of right the ship. He's a former quarterback in the NFL. He clearly knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. Look what he did with Carson Wentz and, and Nick Falk. Or um, Nick, uh, who am I thinking of? It's not Nick Falk. He's the kicker. That's Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I knew it was an F. Yeah. Look what he did with those two in Philadelphia. Trevor Lawrence looks like a different man this year, and it looks like he's going to – realize his talent and potential because he looks great early. Jacksonville went out and made some, some good signings. It seems Christian Christian Kirk seems to be worth every penny that they paid him at this point. Yeah. Um, James Robinson looks great. Jacksonville looks like a competent offense for the first time in a long time. Well, they had a, they had a good season a few years ago, but I think that was largely based on their defensive prowess if memory serves, Jacksonville looks very competent. Trevor Lawrence looks reborn under Doug Peterson's, I would assume, calming influence and steady hand. And if we need more examples of this, you can look at Jeff Fisher when he when 
when he was coaching the Rams, he said that Jared Goff was far away from a starter in the NFL. He had him, I think they had him fourth <laughs> on the death chart. Sean McVay oh. gets him. Sean McVay gets there, takes, goes to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as his quarterback. Yeah. And now we see what Jared Goff is doing in Detroit. He's far from far from a Hall of Famer at this juncture, but he's clearly good enough to be a starter in the NFL. It just shows the impact that coaching can have, especially yeah. with the development of a younger player. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't disagree with you there. I, I for for me, I, I thought yeah, and you absolutely have are correct in that Trevor Lawrence looks like a completely different quarterback this season. And the fact that he has a quarterback, a former quarterback as his head coach makes a world of difference because he, they, because that coach knows the struggles that you're going through. Mm -hmm. He's been in the, he's been in your shoes. So for, for that to happen, I don't think the Jaguars could have hired a better guy uh, to be their head coach for a young man like, Trevor Lawrence. Now, as for Urban Meyer, I liked Urban Meyer. I thought he was. You know, I followed him at Bowling when he started at Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Utah, made yep. that program into what they were. Went to Florida, went to won a couple of national titles with Tim Tebow. They stepped away for a year, went to Ohio State, turned them into national champions before going to the before resigning again. This time for health reasons. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's just he Shad Khan. Uh, decides to hire him out of the blue as a head coach and all the trials that he put that franchise through for less than a season. It, yeah. it was well-documented and yeah. he's trying to treat those players like they were college recruits. You, you can't treat professional football players like college recruits. No, they're much more mature. They know that in it's you, you just, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to treat them different. Like if you're kicking, you're, you're, you're tapping the kicker saying, Hey, Hey, dip, dip S make a field goal and either kicking them or I, I don't know if it was a gentle, just like a tap or yeah. a literal kick. Like it kicked him right in the foot. You can't do that to, to a professional, no. to a professional athlete. No, you, you most certainly can't get away with it in college football these days. Now that now that they have name image likeness, you're no. not going to get away with that. No, the days of uh, what was it? Former, uh, well, it was it was Mike Leach, but he locked he locked somebody in like a like a tool shed or something like a utility <laughs> shed like a few years ago. Yeah, I can't I I can't remember. It was a number of years ago, but yeah, you can't get away with some of this stuff now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer, it's just, it would, like you said, it was well-documented, but the main, the main problem I had is he's, he's telling his players that they've got to own up to their, their mistakes. And then he's out doing what he's doing. So it was, it was cavorting just, with uh, co-ed, allegedly yeah. cavorting, cavorting with co-eds and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, especially I have a, I have a problem if, if people want to, treat others like that. If you're going to treat others like that, you got to keep your own house in order. And yep. sure enough, people came for him, you know, uh, because like you said, you can't treat pros like a college recruit. Yeah. What's the expression? Don't throw stones in glass houses or something. Yeah. Like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Something, <laughs> some, something, something, something. All <laughs> right. We're going to move quickly to week four. What we're looking forward to. We're going to start with the most intriguing matchup. Uh, Dustin, who's your, we're going to, and just, just very quickly, who's which game are you most forward to uh, intrigues you the most this week in week four? 
The game that I'm most looking forward to, and it's I guess I have a theme, but it's to me, it's the Jags versus the Eagles. Hmm. Um, the Eagles look like absolute world destroyers. Jalen Hurts is another one that another guy that um few people outside the Eagles organization seem to have faith in. And there was a lot of rumors that, oh, the Eagles are going to draft this quarterback or they're going to draft that quarterback. Well, I think Jalen Hurts has gone a long way in silencing any of that talk. Um, The Eagles have an amazing wide receiver core with the the addition of uh, A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith looks unbelievable there. Oh. Uh, they, I benched. I benched Devonte Smith in my fantasy league this oh, week, man. And, our, and our and our guys not out league. I lost by, I lost by a lot more than I should have. Oh yeah. man, I lost by like like a like a point. I was very, <laughs> I was very oh. very um very disappointed. But, but this I'm still is, perfect in guys in the guys the media league. I'm still perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, that's because you were drafted in OBX. You were relaxed that's during true. that one. Yep, exactly. Enjoy a cigar. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 And a movie by the pool. Yep, but uh, but yeah, I, I have to say, and the Jags, as we just went over for a variety of reasons, have, have been one of the most um, pleasant surprises in the NFL this year. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited about this game and what it potentially could be. All right. For me, my most intriguing matchup will be the Monday night matchup between the Rams and the 49ers. Um, I want to see the 49ers can get back on track. Uh, they and they're at home, so I think they should. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be against the Rams, who are one of those curious teams. I mean, the, two weeks ago they almost blew a big lead to the to the Falcons, and they barely squeaked out a win against the Cardinals. Their defense did a good job containing Kyler Murray, but yes, I, I kind of wonder. I mean, this is going to be the the, this is the rematch of the NFC Championship game, uh, where the Rams came back and beat the 49ers. But I, for me, it, this is this this will this will decide. I mean, this will be, have this game. Whoever wins this game will be the inside track to the NFC West this year. And for me, it was a toss up uh, between the Rams and the 49ers this year. Uh, I picked. We both picked. The, I believe they both picked the Rams. Uh, to win the AF the uh, NFC West, um, but I have the 49ers as a wild as a uh, wild card team. So, uh, mm-hmm. for uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how Jimmy G, or Jimmy GQ, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> uh, will respond after last week's dud against the uh, against the Denver Broncos, which is another team we're going to talk about in just oh, a man. moment or two. <laughs> and I'm just gonna, uh, it's a Monday night game, so obviously obviously the big lights in Santa Clara, and it's going to be. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun game to watch, primarily because both defenses are, you know, their defenses are who they are. Uh, but it's just gonna see it's just gonna be one of those matchups between Kyle Shanahan and and uh, uh, Sean uh, Sean McVay, who I guess have a mutual begrudging begrudging respect for each other mm-hmm. <laughs> because they play each other because they play each other so many times over the last three uh, three seasons. So yeah, that's my most intriguing matchup for for week four. No, that could be a good one. Yeah. All right. So team most desperate for a win for me last week. I'm going to repeat just like for last week, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, the only winless team in the NFL. And until they win a game, I will maintain my stance that, uh, uh, Josh McDaniels is the AFC's version of Mike McCarthy. No relation. Uh, and I guess after the game on Sunday, uh, against Tennessee, 
owner Mark Davis and he had a very long private discussion about the game and about the team going forward. Um, so this week, let me see who they got this week. Maybe he was talking to Mark Davis about that haircut of his, <laughs> which apparently no, Mark I've got Davis. A Barbara, I need to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because apparently Mark Davis like goes out of his way to get that haircut. Like he he flies to a specific location or whatever. I yep, <laughs> and he has lunch at the same PF Chang's in the same seat every single day. <laughs> but no, this week they got the. Uh, they uh, host the Broncos uh, in a uh, uh, divisional matchup, their first divisional matchup of the year, and this might probably this is going to be the get right game for the Bron- for the uh, the Raiders because the Broncos' offense is absolutely terrible. Oh my and goodness! the The Raiders got to make some things, make some adjustments. Most notably, run the football, <laughs> and I think if they run the football, they'll win. But they if they keep if they if they keep putting all their reliance on the offense on Derek Carr, this team's in trouble. So yeah. they're the most desperate. Team. I think they're the most des- the team des- most desperate for a win this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost tempted to agree with you there, and I think I think part of it, and and this is my uneducated uh, opinion, but I think part of it is they may be too. They they have uh, Devontae Adams, and I think they want to show him off. And I think they're they're becoming too reliant on getting him the ball to where they're trying to force it. And much has been made about the connection that he and Derek Carr have going back all the way to college. But you're right. Um, when you have you have a running attack that has worked in the past, use it uh, because the Raiders. They for the last couple weeks now they've either been up big in a game and then blew the lead, or they've gotten they've gotten beat for the majority of the game and then come back and made it entertaining in the end, but it, it hasn't resulted in a win. Mm-hmm. And uh, but maybe Josh Jacobs is gassed from all that usage in the Hall of Fame game. You know yeah. who knows? <laughs> How about you, Dustin? What's the most? Um, in, who's the team in your mind most desperate for a win? For me, if we're going to stay in that same division, I'm going to say it's the L.A. Chargers again because you cannot fall behind the pace of the Chiefs. Now, the entire AFC West kind of had a down down week. I mean, I know the Broncos have, I think they have two wins after, after three weeks, but they are the, yep. I would argue, they are the shakiest two-win team in the entire NFL. I don't know what's wrong with the Broncos, but but to me, the Chargers... Like you're saying, if they want to contend for possibly div- the division or the wild card, they've got to win quick to keep pace because you know the Chiefs are going to rebound. You know that's coming. All right, moving qu- quickly through to the uh, game. We would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. Uh, I have the Browns at the Falcons. Although it could be an entertaining game. They both have pretty entertaining offenses, but... <laughs> I don't know. There's just there's just something about this game that makes me say it gives me pause. And I'm not sure why, but I would, I would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. What about you, Dustin? How about you, Dustin? Which game is it for you? <laughs> to me, I could not put the Falcons on my list after putting them on the list last week and then watching what happens because at least the Falcons have Kyle Pitts and he's fun to watch. And Marcus Mariota also is going to run around a bit back there. And then you wonder, are the Falcons going to keep this closer than it deserves to be? That's That seems to be their theme. 
after um, after the first few weeks of the NFL season. But the game for me is the Giants versus the Bears, I believe. Oof. That, Justin Fields, we've both talked about it. We think he's going to be a star, but the Bears offense really needs some work. Maybe Khalil Herbert if he plays, uh, because I think David Montgomery, there's a chance he might not play. Khalil Herbert had a great game last week. Maybe he comes and runs the ball. Saquon does look, Saquon looks rejuvenated this year. He looks like himself. So maybe it'll be a great running attack game, but both of these offenses, they just haven't shown me enough to to where I believe that this is going to be an entertaining game. I'm sorry to any Giants fans out there. I'm sorry to any Bears uh, fans out there, but I am not going to be tuning in to watch this game. All right. I'm actually going to change my game. Uh, so, cause I, I kind of talked myself out of the Cleveland and Atlanta, by the way, uh, we do have our first London game this week, mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota at, against new Orleans at Tottenham Hotspur stadium in downtown London. My the game that I would rather drink castor oil than watch is my New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers because <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is a, is a, is not a good quarterback. And as much as I want to see Jack, uh, I want to see Zach Wilson in the backfield. Uh, hopefully, taking the Jets to to better uh, to better days uh, to mm-hmm. better things. I just I don't know. I mean, this is gonna be a, to, in the back of my mind. It's gonna be a low scoring affair. If either team breaks 20 points, I'll be very surprised. Um, so, yeah. And, and I'm supposed to be the beat writer for the New York Jets for playoffs.com. <laughs> I would rather drink castor oil than watch that game. Well, you don't have to drink castor oil, but maybe you have to write an article about it. So I, I do. I do. <laughs> All right. Player, we're both watching in week three. I'm just going to go quickly because we got, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the show in a couple of minutes or so. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, definitely. Uh, Definitely the player that we're both watching uh, next uh, next yes. week for sure. I guess I guess especially against Philadelphia, it's it's interesting. Philadelphia they score a lot of points in the first half and they just don't seem to score in the second half. So I want to see what kind of game they play against the Jaguars. Def- uh, Jaguars team that's as we mentioned, we both as you mentioned, uh, Dustin is very. Uh, that's, that's your game of the week. Yeah, that's your oh, game yeah. to watch this week. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, we've got a comment from uh, my buddy Brian Snow, still man in the morning, with Cole Johnson. Jets at Steelers, a drinking game. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a game you're gonna have to drink throughout to uh, to get through. And uh, if you missed my segment on on a snowman on set on Monday morning, uh, when I came into camera, uh, I had a bottle of bourbon in one hand and a glass in another, going, eh, I kind of want to drink this, but it's Monday morning, so I should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to uh, our next couple of topics in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you, we've got to pay some bills around here. I want to tell you about one of our partners at Godzilla Media. That's Mohawk Honda. They want to buy your car. Crisp morning air, pumpkin muffins, beautiful foliage. I got it right this week. And yes, just like that, it's fall. And if you're a basic white girl, it's also uh, pump, uh, pumpkin spice, everything in Ugg boots. Uh, the season may change, but one constant is buying experience at Mohawk Honda, where you are greeted with a smile and treated with respect. The new vehicle inventory is ripping up too with pilots, passports, and ridge lines. Remember, this is the best time to sell your vehicle. They want to buy your car, and in some cases, Mohawk Honda may be able to sell it. You may be able to sell it 
to them for more than you paid for it. And it's just another advantage you'll get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. General Manager Greg Johnson and his team of sales associates are always available to help you in the buying process. And Scott Moynihan bringing his 30-plus years of automotive experience back with him to Mohawk Honda. Stop in and welcome Scott home. You can also see my guy, Easy Evanswalen. As you know, I've talked about before, he got me into the loving arms or loving wheels of a 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the season's changed, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Road, Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, or if you're up and down the eastern seaboard at MohawkHonda.com, we always go out of our way to please you. All right. We got another comment in the chat. Coughing with McCarthy, the other drinking game. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, (laughs) Snowman. Absolutely. All right. We're going to quickly touch upon the New York Yankees and Aaron Judge tonight. Uh, currently it's uh, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. The Yankees are playing the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. They are sitting on the magic number of two, uh, which is the number of games, and he, actually number, magic number of one, because he, if they win tonight, they win the AL East division. And Eric Judge is still sitting at 60 home runs. Um, so, Dustin, what's your what's your take on the Yankees right now? Uh, do they win tonight? Does Judge get his 60th or 61st? Excuse me. Uh, give us some uh, insight. Well, for me, I I do think the Yankees will win tonight. I think I think they're starting to some of the injuries that they suffered. People are like Rizzo's back in the lineup now. Uh, Isaiah Connor Falefra has been playing well. The pitching has been okay. I'll, candidly, I haven't kept up with the Yankees as much. I've been in full football mode. Um, so I think they do win tonight. I was disappointed. I thought they would get to Go- to Gosman a little bit more um, than they did last night, but he's, he's pitched well in Toronto. Uh, but I don't know if, if Judge ties Maris tonight. I think that I want him to, I, I want, I want to see history, but yep. I think as we discussed last, last week, I think he's uh, starting to press uh, naturally. I mean, who wouldn't be, but I think, I think he's, he might be thinking about it a little bit too much rather than going out and just, just trying to hit the ball. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's currently two, one in the bottom of the third Yankees are up two to one. Uh, J- Aaron judge is already uh, is 0 for one 
right now. He uh, he walked and he lined out. He lined out the third on his first at bat and he walked in his second at bat, but he scored a run on uh, Glaber Torres' single that put the Yankees up two one in the top of the third. So uh, and I agree. I mean, I want to see. I would love to see history. Uh, I I am I, I believe uh, Roger Maris Jr. and Aaron Judge's mom uh, were sitting together last night in the stands at the uh, at mm-hmm. Rogers Sky Dome. So uh, I think it's interesting. Our one of our co-hosts, one of our hosts on uh, the uh, our host of the the Pesky Re- Report podcast, which is one of our most popular podcasts at Billy Up Sports. They cover the Boston Red Sox pretty much every single day uh, throughout baseball season and outside of baseball season, Brad Chandler put up a post on his personal uh, Twitter page asking if the Maris, if he, if he thought the Maris family was okay with Aaron judge breaking the record, honestly, does it really matter? I mean, records are meant to be surpassed. Yeah. And if they're, if they were okay with Mark McGuire hitting 62 back in 1998, Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're okay with Aaron Judge hitting, either tying and hopefully surpassing yes. uh, the the AL record in 2022. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a reason why they would be. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't see why the why they would have a problem with it. Um, but people can be funny sometimes. I know, I know people can get protective of things like that records and things, but I think the majority of people view them as records are meant to be broken. And by all accounts, Aaron judge, I think is a decent, I haven't heard anybody come out and say anything bad about him. So no, I, I think he's, he's a good guy to break the record. And by all accounts, you know, he's had a heck of a season and I just like to see it happen. Yeah. I think we all, I mean, I got to see, I remember, I remember watching, McGuire mm-hmm. break Maris's record back in 1998. I believe I still have the VHS tape. Oh, <laughs> somewhere. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to convert it to a uh, digital sometime, but I still, I still, I still have it. I still remember it, but I, I think the Yankees will, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch the Yankees beat the blue Jays and wrap up the division in sky dome. Mm-hmm. They're happy man, happy snowman sky dome uh, tonight. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully Judge breaks the record, whether it be in Toronto or I believe the Yankees are back home next weekend uh, to wrap up the uh, their ske- their schedule for the regular season. So uh, they got uh, no, they're, yep, they're uh, in they're back at home Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Baltimore. Then they're wrapping up a four game set in Texas. So after tonight, he's got eight games to try to win uh, try to tie and then surpass the record so he's got plenty of games to go i'm just hoping it's this week so we can kind of so yeah you mentioned dustin so we can kind of relax and just say hey i did it i broke the record okay i'm gonna sit a few i'm gonna sit for a few more games and uh or or he or boot might keep him in or if he wants to keep stay in and try to get that triple crown he'd be the first he'd be the first since mickey mantle to win the triple crown the first yeah. Yankee, I mean, doing the triple crown. Since yeah, the- you have to. You have to wonder if if Boone's going to do that because I know he's still he's still the front runner right now, is he not? There's yeah. Uh, so yep, yeah, you have so. to wonder. Yeah, yeah, so, to wonder. We know that this. We know that this happens sometimes in sports, and the and the players care about it. Um, 
memory is escaping me, but there was there was a running back that had an opportunity to break. I think at the time it was Sean Alexander's se- single season touchdown record, and the, and the coach pulled him. And as I remember, the running back was not happy about that. Yeah. So Aaron Judge is hitting 314 with 60 home runs and 128 RBIs. So yeah, he's he's up in front of Luis Arias from Minnesota and Xander Bogarts of Boston. Uh, if there's one thing that the Boston is going to, every Red Sox fan is going to hang over the Yankees' head uh, for this offseason. And if it's if uh, Bogarts beats out Judge for that uh, oh, yeah. batting title. Yeah, he got so. the batting title, too. Yeah, he got the batting titles at <laughs> Xander Bogats over that uh, fraud Aaron Judge. Whatever. Xander Bogats is probably not going to be a Red Sox in the next couple of seasons. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, so we got to talk about one more thing before we leave, and uh, we're talking about this funny uh, dugout standoff. <laughs> that happened last that happened over, over the weekend in Major League Baseball. And I found this on a Major League MLB Metrics uh Twitter page. So uh, they got the video from Major League Baseball. I'm gonna share that with you all uh, uh for those who are watching. Oh, this is a it's this a is a fantastic clip. Fantastic. Yeah. And you gotta love the announcer's enthusiasm on this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Nobody wants to give in. They're, they're not moving. They're not moving. Marvin Hudson, the third base umpire, trying to make it happen. So we have a slight delay. Actually, let me let me. All right, let me try this again. I'm not sure if the audio is coming through on the uh, on the on the tab. Hang on one second here. Oh, I, there we go. Share system audio. There we go. Okay, there we go. There we, go. we got it. So you'll have sound. You'll have sound now. Wants to give in. They're, they're not moving. They're not moving. Marvin Hudson, the third base umpire, trying to make it happen. So we have a slight delay. Robbie has his sunscreen, so he's oh, in good shape. Robbie won! Yes, Robbie won! <laughs> that part gets me every time. Well, that part gets me every time. Cy Young champion wins again. <laughs> I want to know how this started. Behind the Mariner dugout, a lot of Mariner fans. Nobody. Yeah. So, is, oh, that's funny. That's funny, though. It is. It is. I want to know how it started. You know, I yeah. know. I know a lot of the baseball players are doing the game where they what they throw the gum on the field or something. I can't remember what it was. I saw it one one night during a, a Yankee game, and apparently it's like you know a game that a lot of players are playing. But this looks like another one, the national anthem standoff. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, in hockey the the they play this game of chicken to see who who's the first to leave the ice during the uh, uh, before a hockey game during a shoot during a shoot around. <laughs> I know I know Brad Marchand almost got a uh, uh, unsportsmanlike uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty uh, last year because he was he refused to leave the ice. I think it was against Toronto or Montreal. I can't remember which which. Uh, uh, which team it was, but he refused to leave the ice during <laughs> during warmups, and it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, I love that uh, both guys got ejected for that. So that's you know, 
Uh, Robbie Robbie Ray, he you know he's winning games for the Mariners pitching, and he's also winning these national anthem standoffs. So, so last year it was Mika Zibanejad and Brad Marchand. It was it was before the Bruins and Rangers, and you want to get a guess on how they decided it? Uh, I have no idea. I'm stumped on this. Rock one. paper scissors. Oh, perfect. That Rock, is the way that this, this was back in February <laughs> of last year. And they they uh they went to rock, paper, scissors to decide who would leave the ice first. And it was uh that was fun. Actually, you know what? You know, since we got time, we don't, we might as well we might as well share this crazy touchdown that you you alluded me to it because oh, you're, yeah. you're the, not a college football fan. No per se, but you no, do but appreciate I, a touchdown. Yeah, and I was scrolling the gram, as they say, and uh <laughs> I saw this clip. I think it was SportsCenter had it. And this is one of the craziest touchdowns I've ever seen in in my life. I think it was the Arkansas and Texas A&M game. Yep, it yep, was. Here so we we'll, go. Uh, we'll watch it right now. Run it again down the line is Jefferson. First and goal. KJ's going to run it again. Diving, fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball, and Chappelle's got it. Watch what happens. Tyreek Chappelle in the right spot as he hands it off to Richardson. Here he goes. Wow. Can you believe this? What a turn. Touchdown in the most unexpected way possible. You're not kidding. And yeah. <laughs> Dig him again. Oh, I, I could not believe, especially the part that blew me away the most was um, that the that Chappelle had the wherewithal to hand it off. Yeah, and, and you know it was that was unbelievable, and that's that's next level field awareness to yeah. understanding where you are and the situation in the game, and to react that quickly to a, I mean, a, a surprising fumble like that. You know, you're thinking that Arkansas is going to score, they dive over the top, guy loses the ball. Hey, he was Johnny on the spot on that one. Yeah, and. What's crazy is that Arkansas would have gone up two touchdowns at that point. That was a game. T- that was a game-changing uh, touchdown for Texas A&M, and having them do it in that fashion too, because that that quarterback's trying to do his best uh, Cam Newton impression, and only yeah. Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton in his uh, in his prime, could have done that a lot better. But unfortunately yes. for Arkansas, that kind of turned the game around, and they wound up losing that game by I believe two points. So. Um, so that was a that was definitely a, a game changing moment for for Texas A and M in that game, and you know college football is fun to get into, uh, mm-hmm. especially watching uh, uh, the, the SEC. That was an SEC uh, division game. There's some crazy rivalries down there, some crazy fun going down. So that was a uh, that was a fun moment, and Dustin had alluded me to it, so I figured we might as well feature it. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, and if YouTube's watching, three and fair use. I don't own the clip, either clip of uh, dugout and and the, and the touchdown. So uh, free and fair use, body, 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 legal stuff. Anyway, <laughs> so before we go, just again, we'll remind you about Extra Life. Support Dustin is extra Extra Life fundraiser. It helps raise money for the Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Medical Center. You'll find his link down here. You'll find the link on the YouTube channel. I have it posted in the video for today's uh, for tonight's video. So uh, Dustin, again, if you want to remind people about it, what's it all about? 
you have the floor. Oh, thank you again, sir. Uh, Extra Life is a, this is my fifth year doing it. It's a, it's a national charity. Well, actually, I think it's worldwide. Um, but specifically, I will be raising money for the, as Ryan alluded to, the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital here at Albany Med. Extra Life uh, raises money through video games to uh, help fight childhood cancer. And to me, there's not, there's not too many causes that are more worthy than that one. So I'm going to be doing my part here, I believe, on November 5th. It's a Saturday. Also, the clocks uh, fall back that Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. But yep, they do. come by, uh, support me if you can, donate if you can. Uh, I'll be gaming for a while. Don't know if I'm going to make it all 24 hours, but we're going to give it a shot here. Yeah, and we'll try to we'll try to do some uh, try, try to do some live streaming on uh, on this channel too. Uh, we'll try to set. We'll try to set it up on Streamyard so we have it on both Dustin's Twitch and on the No Credentials Required YouTube channel for a little bit too. Oh, that'd be great. I yeah. I got to figure out how that happens. <laughs> well, uh, we'll figure it out. It's, it's yeah, pretty, we'll it's talk. pretty easy on, on Streamyard. It's very very easy to do. It's it's uh, so we'll we'll once we once we come to that uh, once we come before uh, we get to uh, you playing your 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 twenty four almost 24 hours of gaming. We'll figure it out by then. It's All right. Yeah. Easy. Sounds good. We'll have a production meeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beers and beer and food and production meeting are in order for sure. And again, where can people find your articles? Is it at oh, belly yes. up sports? Yes. My articles, you can find my, any of my writings, whether it be jets related or just any sport in general related, uh, Go to bellyupsports.com. You can just search my name. Uh, it's Ryan McCarthy. It's I'm easy to find. So and and uh, yeah. So if you I, read an article or two, I'd appreciate it. I encourage you all go go and check out Ryan's writing. Um, even if he has to write about something that he doesn't want to write about, his command of the written word is second to none. So go check it ah, out. Thank you. Yeah, last week I was drinking seltzer, hard seltzer. <laughs> this week I'm drinking my own tears, and they're salty and bitter. But anyway, thank you for watching. If you're if you're watching live, I appreciate you watching. If you're watching the replay, I, I also appreciate you watching. And if you're listening, thanks for listening. So I remind you about our social media channels. If you're watching, we're right down below: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, No Creds Req, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds Req, YouTube. If you're watching right now, leave a thumbs up. Also, if you would subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you know when we've either uploaded a video or we're going live. On the podcast side, as always, Spreaker is our home base. We can subscribe on anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast platform. Also, rate and review. It'll be very, very helpful. So for my co-host, Dustin, Dustin Henry, or there yeah. we go. Yeah, there we go. I got it. I yeah, you got it. it. You got it. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Thanks again, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Or if there's something special coming up, we want to do another live stream. We'll, th- we'll, think- we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, take care. Have a great night. See you next week, everybody. I'll have better lighting.
Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.